This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. No, see, kids, that wasn't actually the guard. Dr. Lecter was wearing his face. Yeah, he, he put the other man's face on his face so he could trick them. What? Why did Buffalo Bill want the woman to put lotion on her skin? That's a good question, sweetheart. You see, lotion is good for the skin, and it would help. You know what? Maybe Silence of the Lambs wasn't the best choice for family movie night. Let, let's try again, this time from the beginning. <laughs> well done. Well done, yeah. sir. That yeah. was awesome. Uh, welcome to Big Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our cryptid battle bracket. Yes. Yeah. One cryptid to rule show. them all. It was such a random show. You know, my, my very favorite part of the show was I didn't have to decide anything. <laughs> you still jumped in a few I times. Did. I have, I have an opinion. You influenced some things. Oh. But we had a great time with Nicole. Uh, we loved uh, the research she gave, which you can actually find on patreon.com slash bacon sale. Well, we can, yeah. Yes, the patrons get to see her notes that we had access to and all the weirdness that came with them. And we had a couple different comments uh, on Instagram, actually. So, guys, someone commented on Instagram. Yay! We'll take so it. So great. Scott Spray. Sprague, Spraggito said, I love today's show. I was wondering why Slenderman didn't make the list, but I guess he isn't an animal. Nice job, Nicole. I actually think we should have like a future internet folklore show and maybe mm. if we do a bracket or whatnot, That's because cool. it is kind of a modern day cryptid thing like where creepy pasta show. Yeah. Like we all know these things don't exist, whereas cryptids, we just weren't sure. Yeah. yeah. On Twitter, Jeff P. Skywalker at R.I.P. Burt Convy says, I have no opinion on cryptids, but it's always great to have Nicole on the show. Aww. I agree. And we said his name like 76 times. Several Jeff. times. <laughs> yeah. Jeff. I'm from Brooklyn. Whatever. My name's Jeff. And it's you Jeff. may notice that uh, the music has played in the background right hey, now, listener. Because. It's dark in the bacon cave. It's October! It's the we just raised our hands in exuberance. Yep. Yay. That's the face that Jake used to make. <laughs> I didn't make a face. Listen. Yeah. October is an exciting time here at Bacon Sale. It's a time when Kent and I get to let our horror flag fly. Yes. And we are going to dedicate the entire month of October to the creepy, to the strange, to the unusual. It's not all horror, horror, no. terror. Like, there's some fun stuff. That's like, we happen. don't always just talk about scary movies, which I know many people don't watch on purpose. And you know what? That's wrong of you. <laughs> but still, listen to our show. I'm in the room. That's wrong of you, Zach. <laughs> but we still want you here. Thank you. What we're doing is we're going to mix it up this year. Yes, we'll talk talk about movies quite a bit but like i said there will always be a variety of scary themed shows yes halloween themed shows yes but, uh, also we have a halloween themed contest here we go Whee! it's october we want to do a giveaway yes yeah. and we're calling this giveaway select your scary because mm-hmm. <laughs> we are because we like alliteration, alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only select reason why you're scary can tell tell me more tell me more all right so first off i'm going to give you the deadline so everyone be ready we're looking at mid-month october 15th is when you need to enter by i mean 2020 if you're listening in the future but what we're doing is we will be releasing a post on facebook twitter and instagram your all your important social media channels <laughs> not pinterest Sorry, maybe next year. What about TikTok? Not on TikTok. No, we're not on TikTok (laughs) yet. (laughs) Thank goodness. But we will be releasing a post soon, but we will be giving you up until the 15th, and we will be asking you a question, a different question on each social media platform, Mm -hmm. and you just need to answer the question on all three, which means you need to be following us on all three. Yes, you must be following us on Twitter and Instagram and like our page on Facebook in order to be eligible and comment on all three posts. Those are the requirements. And so we will be choosing on the 15th. Also, if you're a patron, 
you have double the chances to win because to you can win what? You can select your scary movie. Ah. So it's a, it's a scary movie of your choice. So you get to pick one movie uh, up to twenty five dollars. <laughs> that's that's a fine print right there. Side effects may include. And so we will send you your scary movie just in time for Halloween. So if you're a fan of like you know super creepy slasher movie or something kind of like Mr. Boogity. Then we will be there for you and we will send you a scary movie mid-October so that you can have your favorite scary movie or the scary movie you've always wanted to see to watch by the end of Halloween season. So be watching our social media and you can win soon. Yes. So watch that. We'll do social media posts. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? By popular demand, we are bringing officially onto Bacon Sale Joel's Guide to Horror Movies. (laughs) We've teased this. For over a year, maybe two years now. Well, you say go- Joel's Guide to Halloween Movies. This is actually what I call Hilton Kid Horror Movie Training. Really? Wait, so... Horror Movie Training. Hold on. If people pass this training, if the listener passes this training, are they then a Hilton Kid? They and can they then they get... Go to Hilton oh, Day. Go to Hilton Please! Day. I want to go to Hilton closed Day. loop. Uh-huh. Um, no, so uh, this is something we brought up on the show in, in passing. We talked about yeah. how we've given pieces of this, like, well, what phase would this movie be? Or what, have your kids seen this? And I'm like, well, not yet, because they're not in that phase. That's a phase two be- movie. That's because phase as we mentioned, movie. not a lot of our listener will actually watch scary movies. And so yes. a lot of this may not be relevant to them. Or host. We're, yeah, or host. <laughs> we want to give you guys an entry point, whether it's phase one or phase two or even three. Mm-hmm. But find out what your level of fear or scare is. And then you can enter from that point and just keep going and just be desensitized. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Well, Well, I want to ask you, though, last year on Bacon Sale, there was the, um, what was the Gateway Gateway Horror Horror Movies. How does this differ? So Gateway Horror was like, hey. um, It's like, you want to watch zombie movies? Here's the one to watch. Okay. Yeah. You want to watch the Dracula one? People who say they don't like horror movies, here's one to watch that you probably will enjoy. And it's a Gateway because they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Maybe I'll try another one. But it was a one one movie. Okay. This is a... I made a spreadsheet, because that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yes, I made this a couple years back, and I've been working on it since then. But it's a spreadsheet I made of different faces for my kids of how to get them to like horror movies as much as I do. But Joel, we know you on the show as Mr. Family Friendly. Yes. Why would you want to expose your kids to scary movies? I actually think there's a lot of good psychological reasons why horror... And I've actually learned this in school, too, about Mm -hmm. why horror movies are good psychological ways to deal with real-life fears. I agree. uh, Because it's a safe environment in which you can process these fears so that you can uh, better deal with them later. That's a whole psychological thing. We can go into that, for sure. But also... They're just fun. Yes. Like, they're, there's fun to be had. It's like a roller coaster. You get these thrills and scares, but you know you're perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to have those moments. And I, what I, the reason I came up with this is because I have some relatives, I have some friends, who were thrown into the deep end at a, at a young age of horror movies, where my cousins were shown Halloween at a very young age. Ah. And then the other cousins, the older cousins, would tease them by putting on Michael Myers masks. They didn't like that. Sure. No. Um, my brother, one time, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say which one, but one of my brothers, while he was babysitting, decided it would be a good idea to show the kids Alien. And I know which brother it was. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and so these are things where I'm like, it, I feel like if you pull the ripcord too early on horror movies, people have a bad experience and then be like, no, thank okay. you. Okay. But I feel like this is such a generational gap kind of show because... From the 80s and 90s, I, we didn't have a huge selection. We had Blockbuster, mm-hmm. right? Or we maybe had a home library. Or the USA th- Network. Yeah, <laughs> right. Was it edited back then? I don't yep. think it was. Was it? Okay. It but we didn't have a ton of options. And so t- sometimes we were thrown into the deep end and we just had to deal with the nightmares. Yeah. Whereas now, the streaming selections we have are vast and you can start 
anywhere from not really all that scary, like mild to spicy. Mm -hmm. And so just the possibilities are endless. And and I feel like kids these days, I feel like we protect them more. And by the way, when I say kids, we, I, I don't actually mean that. I mean, Zach, I mean, anyone who's maybe older, who doesn't like scary movies, anyone who's new, Mm-hmm. An introductory thing. Yes. But I feel like we protect these people more, even though, Joel, you and I watch these forever. We totally do. I, I, you and I talked about this before, how we, I, you and I are both very protective of our children, of what mm-hmm. we show them. Because, like, you know, my oldest is almost 13. And what did you see by the time you were 13? I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course you were. Then, you know? yeah. Probably and a couple years earlier. Yeah, yeah. Probably so. Yeah. And so, like, the thing is, I'm like, but I would never show it to my kid yet. And I, I just feel weird doing it. And so I, I do agree that we're a little protected. But I do want to clarify that this is not Halloween movie training. I was actually having a, a chat with my oldest daughter. And she was talk, we were talking about the different phases and stuff. And she said, well, what about this movie and this movie? And I said, well, there aren't really horror movies. Mm-hmm. And she said, there should be like a phase zero. And I said, that's kind of a good idea. Because there's movies out there that are Halloween movies, but they are not horror movies. Right. This is intended to be a horror movie training, not Halloween movie training. So even though we generally watch, we save... All the scary movies still Halloween. Yeah. But some of these movies are just gonna be popular movies. Exactly. Yeah. And this is not one for small children. I want to clarify that as well. This isn't this is, these are Are you gonna kids. give us ages? Well, okay, so this is uh, roughly I'd say this is around ages eight to ten is when you want to start this. Start the training. They mm-hmm. can see some of these things before, but the training is for that age. This is like a <laughs> I've I've actually mapped it out about a four to six year plan. Wow. Depending how it's you want beautiful. to play it. So you don't have a preschool yet. No, but the preschool, like in the preschool, it would be something like, you know, Disney's Halloween Treat or the Addams Family or Hotel Transylvania, Med Monster Party, stuff yeah. like that, Casper. Like these ones that aren't scary, but they introduce common horror characters. What ghosts are, what the canon is. Oh. Yeah. And so, and then if you want to do Christmas movie training, you can show them Night Before Christmas. Oh, okay. okay. And then they get to know the characters I love Halloween there. all the time. So this is just one where I generally save horror movie training for October. I like to keep... October in October. It's what makes October special. Yes. Is and is there enough time to show your kids all the movies? Because I realized in each phase you have 20 movies. Exactly. Is there enough time to actually show them? Do you go year to year or do you say, we'll save that till next year? Oh, no. we don't. Like It's not a phase per year. Like, mm-hmm. like I try to fit in about 10 to 15 movies per year. Okay. And so that's, you know, it's a half, you know, 31 days in October. You can do the math. That's not a movie every day, but it's, it's pretty frequent. And I say 10 to 15 years. I'm actually doing it with groups of children, and they are my guinea pigs. My children <laughs> are so my good. guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> There's because, a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I'm doing it in basically groups of two. So my older two, I've got, they're at the bottom of phase two right now. My next two, they are starting phase one. And so we're kind of getting to that shift right now. And my, my one son, uh, he is six years old right now. So he's a little young for it. Joel, you really should learn their names. I should. <laughs> That's my wife's job. <laughs> and so I am kind of getting them, and they are my guinea pigs, meaning this is a living, breathing document where I have found with some of my older kids that some stuff was maybe too intense or some stuff right. wasn't intense enough. And so I've been moving the list depending on them. And my second group of kids, they are now my guinea pigs again for the new format. And once again, I want to state this isn't just for kids. Like this is also for Zach. And also, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I date sometimes. And what? That. Many of the women I take out don't have a lot of experience with scary movies, and so I don't want to be—I don't want to throw them in the deep end and yeah. say, "Yep, I'm pretty sinister." Yeah, let's watch so The Exorcist. Sinister. Yes, oh. or you know, whatever. I want to start with a movie that would probably be in phase one, just to say, "Hey, this is really like won't give you nightmares." Because mm-hmm. I actually realized a lot of these people won't watch any scary movies by themselves. This kind of has to yeah. be a group thing, and that's because it takes away fear. Are apparently, best in groups too. Yes, 
I do, feel. Do you watch scary movies by yourself? I do sometimes. Because you're tough. Well, my wife doesn't like to watch a lot of them with me. Like she'll yeah. actually look at it and be like, "What's it got it? If zombies, she's in. She loves that." You didn't put your wife through the system of desensitizing. No, no. no. She's well. The thing is, I already know where her limits are, and yeah. so I know which movies she likes and which ones she don't. Which ones she don't? Which she don't. <laughs> <laughs> she don't like some movies. I don't know. Uh, but no, and so I know which ones she likes and which ones she doesn't like because she's, she's seen a lot of mm-hmm. horror movies, and I know her type of what she likes because I don't want to make her miserable, and I don't want to make anyone else miserable too. That's a good point, Zach. Because the goal of this spreadsheet, of the, the horror movie training, is not to say you have to get to the end. The point of it's the... It's a gauntlet. Good yes, luck. The point of horror movie training is saying, see where your where your comfort zone is. Mm-hmm. Maybe fa- phase one is your bread and butter. Okay. And phase two, that's where you like. So it's like your spice levels, like you mentioned earlier. Exactly. Like Some people, I, like me, I'm perfectly happy somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Well, I want to know, like, how did you grow up? Did you grow up with any scary movies? Zach? No, no, it really wasn't something that we did. I mean, we watched like, I watched, you know, maybe more like violent movies and not scary movies. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. action movies or things like that. I feel like at a young age, I was watching like Predator. Is that scary? I don't know. That's a horror movie. Would you consider that? Yeah, they're being stalked in a forest. Yeah, okay. So I, maybe... I, I should add that to the list. That's, that's it is so more, ac- that's more action list. movie. But I mean, I once they you know do the whole arm clasping hands. Yeah, once I'm after that, that's the terrifying part. Dylan! But we never really watched them as a kid or and growing up. Honestly, I think my one of my first experiences with horror movies, and I don't remember, I dated this girl in high school, mm-hmm. and she showed me three movies, and I'm not sure of the order, and they were The Ring, The Grudge, and Saw. So this is early 2000s. <laughs> early, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, Saw. Those are the first three horror movies. Ring and, and Grudge are kind of PG-13 sure. movies, and then you throw Saw in there, and that's that's... Yeah. So you saw yeah. like Mickey's Halloween and then you saw Saw. Yeah, I had seen like, yeah, Hocus Pocus and the Addams Family. Right. You, were young, you, were, you were a teenager, young teenager in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, so it was high school. So I was like probably yeah. 16, so 17. it didn't appeal to you. You just kind of retreated from movies no. like that. No, I remember we went, uh, there was, a, was like some party that I went to. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, a preteen party. And they were watching, oh, what's the movie with Nicole Kidman? The others. The others. Mm-hmm. They're watching that. And I just... Was, I like how you just said the movie with Nicole Kidman. And you knew. That's it. Her you whole knew. repertoire. <laughs> and I go, well, the others. Uh, that's what movie was on. And I just kind of avoided it. Yeah. I even... I just... Is The Burbs a movie? Yeah. yeah. People watch at Halloween? Yeah. Didn't watch that. Yeah. Even though it's like a comedy, right? I just... I would avoid the movies because we'd watch them at Halloween time and I would rather socialize. So I never yeah. watched movies in that setting and never watched them at home. So I just have ended up avoiding it. But I have seen five of the eight Saw movies. Being part of this show. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> deep. End. I really yeah. didn't like this girl. Being part of this show, are you willing to take the plunge? That's why I'm so excited To wade in a little show. bit. Yeah. Get past the belly button line. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I wanted to go through this show specifically because I, I want to be... In the Joel Hilton 12 step. You can be a Hilton kid. (laughs) Well, it's like I tell my kids too, and this is I give this to any listener out there, whether you're a kid or not. With with these movies, if at any point it no longer is fun, meaning you know there's there's an enjoyable level of of terror that you can withstand, Mm -hmm. but if it becomes the point where it's no longer fun, I have no problem with them saying I'm opting out here, and I'm like that's fine. Yeah. I have no problem with well, that. Well, it's like amusement park rides. Yes. Yeah. We all have our limits. Exactly. Some sure. of us get freaked out when we go on a little tiny ride that goes pretty high in the air. You force me to go on the rocket and not <laughs> broke. Kent, mine's the samurai. Oh, I, nope. I hate it. Yeah, samurai's the I worst. I a little sicker. Yeah. Joel, educate us. Okay. 
And once again, I just want to clarify, this is my plan based on my experiences with my kids. This is not a list for everyone. Having gone through this list several times, this is mostly Bacon Cell approved. I will have some nitpicks, I maybe some questions, <laughs> yeah. maybe some inclusions you could have added. Yeah. So, and I'm please. Just, I'm just here to learn. Desensitize me, Joel. Yeah. So that, but I think this should give you a good idea of where your training begins. I encourage you, if you are a fan of horror, to create a list like this for your family or friends. Yes. Because these are mostly, admittedly, these are like my favorite ones, and I've thrown off most of the ones I don't like. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to watch that with my kids or, you know, ever care to watch mm-hmm. it again. But let's start with phase one. <laughs> oh, boy. So this is, in phase one, things are going to be okay. Generally speaking, everyone's going to end up, ha- it's a happy ending. Things You know during the movie, everything's going to be okay. I disagree. I'm seeing Garfield's Halloween Adventure on the list. That movie terrified me as a kid. So at the beginning here, we have a group of what I call the shorts, uh, the, the shorts section to mm-hmm. kind of dip your foot in the horror movie pool and just see how it feels. Because like I said, this is these are for kids, but it's not for kids in the sense of these aren't these are intentionally scary. Right. So Garfield's Halloween Adventure is one of those, you know, old ones from the 80s that I used to watch. It's 20 minutes long, Ghost I think. Ghost Pirates in there. But there's a scene with Ghost Pirates that I know from personal experience still terrifies children today. Yep. Even me. So that was one where I thought, you know, that's a good one. Phase one, you got the shorts here. So Garfield's Halloween Adventure, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and the Thriller music video. Classic. Slash making of Thriller. Why? Why? Because this is something that I learned as I watched this as a kid because there were parts of the Thriller music video that terrified me. When he turns into the cat monster, there's a part where a zombie opens his mouth and like chocolate sauce drips out. Mm-hmm. And it terrified me. But then on the VHS tape we had, right after the ending of Thriller, all of a sudden this zombie pops up and he's like, welcome to the making of Thriller. And he says it in such a normal voice that I'm like, oh. So when you see how the sausage was made, it makes it less scary? It makes it less scary. And it also makes you feel like you're kind of in on the, the joke or the humor. Not the humor, right. but you know what I mean? It's like, then when you watch the Thriller music the video again, you're all. like, oh, I know how they did that. Yeah. And it really does kind of these... Legend of Sleepy Hollow is one that I think has a very spooky atmosphere, but it's still a very safe animated cartoon. Thriller, if you watch the full music video, it's got some pretty scary parts, but then you can enjoy it with, you know... That's a great the song. Behind the scenes. Oh, that's a great song, yeah. Then... And then they're going to hear it a lot as well during oh, yeah. the year, so I think it's good to have context. I agree. Well. I've done uh, DJ gigs for um, like elementary school Halloween parties, and kids know and love the song. They'll mm. dance to it and have a good time, because but they associate it with, oh, it's a song that plays at Halloween. Yeah. So it's fun to have content. So scare them with Michael Jackson's face. Is that what you're saying? Dun, dun. Yeah. I'm and a great like dance other guys. <laughs> Ooh, ah! Go away! <laughs> <laughs> I watched that so much as a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I also have in phase one, the building the foundation. This is the classic universal horror monster movies. This is where I had questions. Well, these are not particularly scary for adults. But, uh, and I think the kids, may be, this may be the only time where they actually scare them is when they're kids. But these are all pretty short. These are all very simple. These are stories that if you know the basic story of Dracula, you know Dracula. If you know Frankenstein, you see Frankenstein. But we've got Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, the invisible man, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon, and then Nosferatu and Phantom of the Opera. Hold on. Nosferatu? Yes. I, I, like, I agree. I get the other ones and they're black and white and I'm like... Is this boring for kids? Because granted, I haven't visited many of these movies. But then you take the leap with Nosferatu. Silent movies. Yeah. So It's I, terrifying. It is. Visually terrifying. But it's also a silent black and white movie. And that's another thing I want to do with this horror movie like training list. like twisting the narrative while it's happening? Well, so this horror movie training list, yes, it's to help them kind of build up a tolerance to scary things. Mm-hmm. But also it's to help them appreciate 
that good movies can be black and white and good movies or, and scary movies can be silent. Like this is one where I want them to appreciate it. And at a young age, they're kind of a captive audience and they may even enjoy it more because they're not used to all the flashy, uh, scary stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen all the cool special effects. So, so seeing Nosferatu rise up out of the crypt is pretty creepy. So while you've shown your kids or friends these movies or recommended them, have you ever been told that any of them had nightmares? Some, yes. Like inspired by these movies? Yes. When I On the older group, when I pulled the ripcord a little too early in some of these and I had to move them, they, they, got, they got pretty scared. So my thought on that is I feel that kids, and this may be, this is bad parenting, I feel like kids are going to have nightmares anyways. Kids have very vivid imaginations. They do. And granted, if there's a nightmare about Nosferatu, yes, it is your fault because you're the one that showed them, but nightmares are happening regardless. And I feel like the more they're exposed to this fantasy type fear, they're going to realize it's just a movie. Yeah. And so I think they'll be able to deal with nightmares a little bit better. And it's partly why I wanted to show him. And I do, uh, I, I have a rule with my kids too, as I watch these first couple movies with them. And I keep talking about kids. Once again, this could be for adults. Yeah. But I tell them, I will explain, you ask me how they do something, I'll tell you how they did it. So then it's like, let's figure out the special effect here. And sometimes we pause the movie to have a conversation about it. And so then I'm like, I don't want to pull them completely out of the scary thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also because I have a rule in the first couple ones where I can jump scare at any time. Meaning wow. I'll just go, brah! Just for You're fun. a monster. It's for the first yeah. phase. Because I'm like, these aren't scary, but I want to like, you know... Give them the fun of it all. A little bit yes. scary. But the, you know, then I don't get to do that later on because they have their own jump scares. But I do feel like with these classic horror movie monsters, this does build, this is like, this is the solid foundation of horror. Knowing these, enjoying these, it's part of a horror education. Right. I do absolutely hate The Bride of Frankenstein. But it's on the list. But I kept this on the list because of the visual look of it. Like you need to know who The Bride of Frankenstein it's is. It's iconic. And you get the, the, the character down. But I hate that movie so much. I feel like this... So if you've ever been to... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. The Sci-Fi Diner or something like that at Walt Disney World. What? It's really cool. So it's like a, a drive through mm-hmm. style diner. And there's um, basically trailers for classic like sci-fi B-movies mm-hmm. playing. Hmm. Yeah. And I got the flavor of the movies without having to watch the full movies. And they are, they're very atmospheric. Like you can just, they, they look very Halloween with the sets and the castles and the I, mist. I just feel like, are your kids able to sit down and watch the Invisible Man put pants on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in fact, Invisible Man is actually one of my favorites yeah. because it's one of those underrated ones. People give all the love to the monsters and then you get Invisible Man. And it's like, that's actually a darn good movie. Yeah. Oh, and I did, speaking of sci-fi, I forgot to mention this group as well, The Thing from Another World. Uh, the original The Thing. The original The Thing from Another World, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 1951. I also should mention it's Phantom of the Opera from 1925. It's much scarier than the musical. Also a silent Is movie. it? Because I've heard Gerard Butler's voice. Oh, boy. It's pretty terrifying. terrifying. Joel Schumacher's direction. Yeah. Ooh. So still in phase one, after we've set that foundation, we move into family favorites with just enough spookiness. So this mm-hmm. is where you get kind of, like Abbott and, Co- this is where you get Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Mr. Boogity, Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, Monster House, and Goosebumps. What's Mr. Boogity? Uh, it's a Disney one, actually. Huh. It was a Disney uh, Sunday movie type one, and it's surprisingly creepy for a Disney movie. Hmm. The effects are horrendous, but it was creepy. But it's campy. Yes. It's, it's kind of that campy 80s horror comedy. Yeah. So it's not like Watcher in the Woods where they were really trying to scare people. They're trying to make them laugh, too. Well, you're getting to a point. Beetlejuice has some darker themes, obviously. So Beetlejuice was one I showed to my kids as a, as a phase one, mm-hmm. like pretty high up early. And there's a scene in there where uh, one of the ghosts kind of uh, pulls off her face in, yeah. in a kind of very quick manner. 
horrified them. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. There's horrified a couple things them. where they're specifically trying to scare. Yeah. And so that's the thing is that I was like, okay, I need to bump that down a little bit further because it's a little too intense for kids. So even though these phases aren't quite in order, maybe these three Beetlejuice Monster House, which I think is scary as well, mm -hmm. but still like just fun enough. And then Goosebumps, my youngest, she's seven. She won't watch Goosebumps because Slappy is terrifying. Slappy is terrifying. The werewolf is terrifying. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's all very safe horror. Like it's, it is. It's one of those movies where they set it up like everyone's going to be okay, even though you think it might, they might not be. Hmm. That's, that's a good point, though, is the order. So I have these in a particular order for me, but I feel like if you use this horror movie training spreadsheet, you can jump around wherever you want, whenever yeah. you want, in any phase. I just think that there, and I'll get to this now, there's a test to see if you're ready to go to the next level. So it's like the owls in Harry Potter? Yes. <laughs> you gotta take to your test. Or, or I guess finals. I yeah. mean, if we're going yeah. by real life. No, let's go with Harry Potter. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Along the way, though, I feel like I'm. this is where I, I may have seen some of these movies or seen things like these movies. So, yeah. you know, like, like I, you know, I think you just end up seeing these things. Or similar to the Sunday movies, I watched Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. And there was always a Halloween one. So there was um, Under Wraps, which yeah. was the, the mummy one yeah. with Bill Fockerbocky. And Excuse uh, me? I know. Um, Mom's got a date with a vampire yep. and stuff like that so and uh, easy. halloween town wasn't that halloween one? town yeah. all of those movies you know easy breezy beautiful cover girl and, and, a lot, <laughs> and a lot of those are like that's phase zero kind of stuff where it's like halloween town that's what i was thinking yeah about. like that's one where you're not going to get a lot of scary there these ones actually like hocus pocus right uh the zombie i can't remember his name billy 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 is scary i remember kids. being very scared of billy as even a kid. though yeah. he's a nice guy in the end yeah and I actually am not a huge Hocus Pocus fan, but I do feel like I, I tried to get a variety of different types of horror, and I'm like, I don't have witches represented, so I need to put them in there. Yeah. And Abbott Costello McFrankenstein is actually, once you, I would recommend watching that after you've seen all the horror movie classics. Right. So you get the references. Because then you see the same actors in this comedy movie, and yeah. it's really kind of fun to see them all come okay, together. Okay. So, really quickly, you mentioned the witches, and you mentioned the test. The witches is the test? The witches is the phase two test. So you can actually find that we'll, we'll put a. a a link to this spreadsheet on baconcell.com so you actually see visuals as you're going and not just have to listen to me say them all. But yeah, The Witches, it actually, it was just a regular phase one movie, mm -hmm. but I found out it traumatized my kids more than I thought it would because it's children in danger. This kid is yeah. trapped in a room full of very scary looking witches. Right. And you don't know if he's going to be okay or not. In fact, if you've read the book. Which they do in schools. You know he's not okay. Right. Yeah, but in the movie, they do make it a little softer. He gets changed back. So, okay, you pass that one, and then do you take a long break before phase two, or are you just like, okay, or do you stay in phase one? Is it, it just up to the kid or up really to the adult? It really just depends. Like, most of these take one or two seasons of Halloween in order to get through them. And so, like, I'll be like, okay, we've got to this point. Let's get finish out these two, do the test, and then we can move on to phase two here in the middle of October. So it's not dependent on, like, there's no written test or there's no time frame going for it. It's just like... Once we've finished all the movies, we'll go to the test, see how they do, talk to them a little bit, and then move on to the next one. Yep. And anytime I can find making of videos in this phase, I'm going to find making of videos because yeah. I do feel like that is key to helping people kind of, those that are scared of horror movies, because mm -hmm. some people just hate them. They hate being scared. My sister hates being scared. She really? Like, she sees it's no value It's the best in feeling. Uh, but, and so it's not for that. It's more for like people who get scared. This is like showing them, no, it's not that scary. Here's a making of video I found on YouTube, five minutes long. So then you get to phase two. Oh, I like phase two. Phase two is, are things going to be okay? This is where you're not entirely sure because sometimes bad things happen. Now, it starts off here with non-horror movies. Decidedly non-horror. Yes. 
Yes, non-horror movies, but with scary parts. Okay. Like, these are movies where it's not it's not a horror movie. And these, the thing, the reason I like this is because you can watch these any time of year, and it's still part of horror movie training. Yeah. And this includes Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, Jurassic Park, and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. All with scary parts. That's yeah. actually pretty perfect. I was yeah. going to say, Kent, uh, Kent and Zach, just off the top of your head, what, do you remember what the scary parts are in each one of those? Yes. Uh, especially Jurassic Park. That That's a scary movie. I think now that I think about it, I mean, I love it now. It's one of my favorites. But thinking back, like as a kid, I was, there was stuff that I was like, "Ooh, I can't wait to introduce Lord of the Rings to my kids." But they're not quite ready because there are some genuinely terrifying parts. Well, I remember at the uh, Rocky Point Haunted House uh, back in the day when that, the haunted house was around here in Salt Lake. Yeah, uh, they had a Lord of the Rings room, and I was like, "What's scary about Lord of the Rings?" And then we walked through the uh, the, the water with yeah, the, the marshes, yep. the marshes, the dead marshes. And it was really creepy. Yeah. You know? And then they went to the mines of Moria, Moria and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, man, even Ring is... Race. Yeah. So I'm um, Pirates of the Caribbean because of the like the pirates in the moon. So, yeah. Okay. So they're there, scary. There's zombie ghost skeletons, yeah. which is, you know, Halloween enough. And I was going to put this in phase one, but there's some death in this one. Phase one is much more safe. Everyone's going to be okay. No oh, one really yeah. dies. This one, uh, there is, and uh, it was more intense than I thought it was going to be, so it actually get moved over to phase two. And these are all, I think, except for Raiders of the Lost Ark, PG thirteen. I'm not sure about Raiders. Uh, Raiders, Raiders might PG. as well be. Is it PG? It's PG. Even it's pretty it, grim it, it as well. Okay. Well, is it just for the face melting? Just for the face melting. Wow. Because that's that's the that's the tip of the one there. Because it's like, hey, look, this is you know normal movie. So that first part <laughs> is just non horror movies with scary parts, and then we move into. Oddly horrifying, even though death is not an option, which includes Doctor Who, an episode of Doctor Who, yeah, and Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, this is a Joel choice. This is such a Joel totally. choice. Like both of these, but I, I do think everyone. No, no, Blink is necessary, but Blink is one where I had that in Phase One because I said, "Look, it's a Doctor Who episode, so it's short. There's mm-hmm. some comedy in there. It's light and fluffy, and there is no death, meaning the monsters don't kill you; they just send you back in time." Right. And I thought, no problem. But it was the imagery. The scary imagery of yeah. the weeping angels. And the way they shoot them. And or they any get, statues. That was what caused nightmares. Yeah. My kids had nightmares about the weeping angels. Can you watch, and I know you mentioned this on the Gateway Horror Show, mm-hmm. but can you watch Blink without context of Doctor Who? Absolutely. Okay. Like, they give you enough ta- context in episode to be like, okay, this person travels through time. And uh, he's barely even in the, the doctor is actually barely in that episode. Mm. But it's about this uh, Sally Sparrow, this woman there who's kind of learning it as the audience is learning it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to kind of show kids this. And then Ernest Scared <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so the premise of Ernest Scared Stupid, I, I haven't been in context for any of these yet, but I don't know if it's been largely necessary. But Ernest Scared Stupid is about these trolls that come to life and they turn kids to stone or wood i think it might be wood and so there's no death it's like if if the troll gets you then you turn into wood right and you're a trinket in his on his belt i think or something like that or in it is a cave so i showed this to my kids ha ha funny they were absolutely terrified and this is when they were younger much okay. younger and so then i moved this one to phase 2 because it's kids that are in constant danger of these creatures that look pretty gross. And I think just when kids are in danger, the kids that are watching it feel much more. This still feels like one you should show to a kid under the age of 13. Cause then they probably realize how dated this movie actually was. Oh, definitely. And yeah, Ernest is not one that I think some people will not be able to take that. Mm -hmm. And so 
uh, just since he's annoying. In fact, there's a lot of Joel choices on this phase two thing oh, where totally. it's this is very specifically Joel. Oh, yeah. Well, and a lot of these came down to what I owned as okay. well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I have this one. It's in you know triple feature of Ernest. So let's just throw this on there. <laughs> You uh, own more than one Ernest movie. I own he loves three. Them. Uh, well, I own I own you know Ghost and of people Camp, wonder why I agree with Kent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kent likes Ernest movies too. Nope, Mm-mm. you loved I, Ernest Goes to Camp. You knew you did. I kind of like that Ernest one when I was Christmas. like six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you move into the horror comedies for adults. These aren't the family friendlies for kids or family favorites for kids. Hmm. These these are more adult horror comedies, such as in this section, Clue. Little Shop of Horrors, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, Troll 2, Come Ghostbusters, on. The Burbs, Monster Squad, and Army of Darkness. I want to stop you so many times. All right. Troll 2. Yes. Why? It's a, it's the worst movie ever made. Because. Can people in Phase 2 even understand it's meant to be funny? Or I, not meant to be funny, but it is? I did explain it to my kids before. I said, you're about to watch one of the worst movies ever made. And guess what? They thought it was scary. Really? They no, actually, they don't know what bad scary. acting is. Well, and that's I tried to explain to him. Like I remember uh, midway through, I texted my wife. I'm like, I don't think they're. Oh no, she was next to me, and I just said, I don't think they're getting why this is funny. But we had a conversation before. We had a conversation after. I think they get it now because I did bring it up to my son, and he started laughing about the movie. He remembered it, but it's so bad. Troll Two is so bad. But I think they need to see bad horror, and there are actually some good visual effects in Troll Two. Believe right. it or not. All right, so then Army of Darkness. Well, this is your first R-rated movie on the list. This is one I love to this day. Yes. How accessible is this? What is it like edited? I don't really like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. Oh, my goodness. Um, wrong. I like Evil wrong. Dead 2 more than Evil Dead, but I'm just not, I've never been a big fan of them. Evil Dead 2 is like <laughs> Evil Dead Snyder Cut. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then Army of Darkness came out, which is the third in the trilogy. And it was unlike the previous two because the goofy to horror factor is definitely on the goofy side. Yes. And so you have like, you know, skeletons doing three stooges maneuvers and kind of just goofing around. You have like this whole army of these corny looking skeletons getting mowed down yeah. by these tanks. Yeah. It's pretty awesome to see. It, it's great. And Will kids get it? Will they get Bruce Campbell's humor? I don't know. Oh, you haven't shown this, this yet. Is, this is, my kids are right around this area. They're in the bottom level of phase two. The older two are right now. And Army Darkness is one. I, I do, I was going to say, I have, Clearplay has that one. All these ones, I actually looked to make sure they had them. But it's one that I thought, okay, we're going to see if my kids can enjoy this movie without even seeing the previous two, because that's what I did. Because mm-hmm. what I like about this is you have normal people that are fighting back against evil powers or evil people. Like We should clarify, Army of Darkness is a movie about a guy who gets... Travels back in time. Sent back in time. Uh, and has to fight an army of the dead. Yes. But yeah, so you have normal people fighting evil forces like Monster Squad. It's If you've seen in Phase 1, mm-hmm. you know, Dracula the Mummy, Frankenstein, this is a good one because now it's kids fighting these monsters. Right. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slay- Slayer, it's a high school girl fighting vampires. Yeah. There's Little Shop of Horse, which is maybe a little slightly more adult comedy as it, well. It is, but it was more a musical. I wanted to get my kids to show them that a musical could be a horror movie as okay. well. And I do really love the music in Little Shop of Horrors. I think you'd make a great Seymour. Thank you. The Burbs basically teaches you how to not trust your neighbor. Yeah, and that's, right? that's, the, that's the more realistic horror comedy where it's like, it's not a monster. It's your neighbor. And that's kind of fun to like huh, play around with that idea. And then Clue isn't horror. It's definitely a comedy. But this, it's about murder. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is there's death in this one. And this, <laughs> this sounds so terrible. 
but it teaches you that death can be funny. <laughs> because <laughs> my kids, we, I recently watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail with my entire family. And they hold bring out your dead thing at the beginning. Yeah. They were concerned because the guy got hit on the head and threw in the cart. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's funny. It's funny because... Uh, uh, but when you explain it, you're like, oh, I get yeah. it. It's actually not a very funny movie. But it's Clue pretty is actually a fantastic... Whoa. What'd you say? But so you're right, we're just going to walk right on from that it's one. It's fine. Joel, I agree with you. Thank you, Zach. There he you. owns three earnest movies. <laughs> Kent, you're looking better every day. <laughs> it's not a horror movie. Clue isn't, but it feels like a horror movie. This is a great one to kind of kick off the horror season. And especially if you don't like horror, watch Clue. It's funny, but it feels like you got the spooky mansion. You got murder. And like a whodunit kind of situation. It's all slapstick as well. But it's just a funny movie. Yeah. So yeah, horror comedies, I feel, are a great way. That's phase two because there are some scary parts in this. But generally, you're going to be laughing more than, than scared during those ones. Well, as you move into the end of phase two. It's when it gets there, a little more serious. There's some, there some good movies in here. Yeah. In this next little section of phase two, it's The Birds, Invaders from Mars, Watcher in the Woods, Rear Window, and The Haunting. Start to bring up Hitchcock. Yes. Because I feel like Hitchcock is great phase two because they are intense but not overly scary any reason to include invaders from mars it terrified me as a kid this is definitely a personal pick do you remember that one the 1986 yeah. invaders from mars yeah with band-aids on, band on the back of the neck never really struck a chord but really yeah i think it was the ending in particular so invaders from mars is is alien invasion they take the shape of humans and this kid is the only one who seems to be wise about what's going on i remember he i don't want to give a spoiler alert but i'll say this there's these people that he trusts and he's trusting them. And then he sees the bandaid on the back of their neck. And that means that they've been infected with this alien and they're now no longer them anymore. And it was like, well, who does, who does this kid trust anymore? He so has nobody. Basically it's a kid version of invasion of the body snatchers. Bingo. Cause oh. I wanted to build up to a couple of these. The birds, by the way, was actually my, one of my original phase one enders. Uh, like it was the test to get to phase two, but it was too abrupt of a change in tone. And it did tear. There was one part in particular where they walk in a room and there's a woman who's been killed by the birds. Mm -hmm. And it's a big jump scare. And they jumped out of their skin. It's a so. very slow movie, though. Oh, very slow movie. And like watching the woods, classic Disney horror. For a lot of people, that is the one they remember from their childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like even though I had seen scarier movies than Watcher in the Woods, there's something about that movie that's still so eerie. Mm -hmm. So it yeah, is. it's perfect. I there's think it some... belongs in phase two. And it's not on Disney Plus. No, come on. Yeah, it's I'm big, really frustrating. Is it too dark? Why? I don't know. I said I, I tweeted at him and I said, Disney, if this is not on Disney Plus by October, I'm going to be severely disappointed. And there's no word that it is. Mm. Uh, and then for the phase three test, it's House on Haunted Hill. Oh, yeah, that was great. That 1991 where the ghosts move all creepy. Vincent Price, 1959. Now, this one was a phase three test because there are some major jump scares in this one. Some very kind of very intense scenes when you don't know what the heck is the happening. Skeleton on the uh, roller skates? Is that <laughs> there the is one? a skeleton like, well, he's on wires. But, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. But there's people die in vats of acid in this movie. It doesn't end happy. And this is one where I was like, this is getting into a little more intense levels of horror than, than maybe these other ones. Rear window, I'm noticing, is on this list. Why rear window? Because I think that they need to have a more grounded reality suspense. Because I feel like that movie isn't really much until it's until the end, and then it gets extremely tense. Yes, and that's kind of what it is. It's like it, it's Hitchcock. It's that whole thing of like, this is just a well-told story that's going to really play with yeah. your emotions. And so I put Rear Window. It's one of my favorite Hitchcock. How to movies. teach you how to deal with suspense? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like and 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 mystery maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And murder. Mm. So uh, there is a movie that I watched as a kid that terrified me. 
Go on. Uh, my my nightmare inducing movie was Gremlins Two. The new batch? Yes. Stop Not it. Not even Gremlins One. No. I don't. Was I don't it the Lady Gremlin scene. or was it the Spider Gremlin? All the Spider it. Gremlin. I bet. And they're at like a TV station or something. Why do you pick the Lady and the Spider? Because <laughs> they're the ones that stand out. That movie terrified me. I'm talking like woke up in the middle of the night screaming. Why? With, why? I just. It's a comedy, Zach. It scared. I think That's they so were scared. Cute. Zach, I get it. So is that a is that a phase two? Would you think that's a phase two? Well, okay. So I'm glad you mentioned that because now we're moving into phase three. Or would that be a phase three then? Well, uh, he would tell you not to watch it. No, actually, I own both Gremlins one and Gremlins two. Yeah, probably it came in the same I DVD the, pack. I own the book of Gremlins two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a book version. Yeah, I don't remember where I got it. Is it I just pictures it. of random Gremlins? No, it's the book. It's like a you know a little. I mean, it's like it's Have not you a little read book. it? Yes. Do you love it? I don't. I haven't read it for years. Decades, but let's I have Zach borrow it so he can be scared tonight. No, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so in phase, let's move to phase three, and that will answer your question, Zach. So uh, phase three is things probably aren't going to be okay. This is where the, the scales tip, and most of the time there are not happy endings. So I just need to interject before you announce a few of these. This is where I would bring a date into the picture. Okay, I would say, hey, you don't like scary movies? I'm here. By the way, cuddling makes movies less scary. 72% less, to be honest with you. You've done the stats on that. Yeah, it, it feels right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would say, here's a movie that will give you... I wouldn't put it that high. Yeah, probably not. Especially with me. I think I add creepiness <laughs> when cuddling. Possibly. But I would say these movies will scare you while watching, but they won't stay with you. Hopefully, yeah, as phase, long as you're not watching by three. yourself. Phase three. Yeah. Is this where we start to get into what you would call actual horror movies? Yes. Because these there's movies with scary things yes are these are these scary movies or are they full-blown horror movies? we're getting into full-blown horror especially near okay. the end of phase three all right what do you so got? we start off with a, a couple more horror comedies but these ones are a bit more intense for example arachnophobia yep messed up that is one where it's a horror comedy zach have you seen this i i've heard of it but i've never seen I it. i don't think people were afraid I'm of spiders it. until this movie yeah yeah 1990 hit and everyone's like spiders are freaky <laughs> this this did for spiders also, what jaws did for sharks i was only born yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah. So arachnophobia is a horror comedy, but it's more real, and that makes it more scary. And mm -hmm. my children are already scared enough of spiders. Do you shake your shoes when you put yes. them on? Yes. Yep, of course Yes, you do. I do, because I because of this movie. Yeah. And showering, you always got to check for webs. But then also, <laughs> Zach Gremlins is in this. Okay, Gremlins does now, hit the phase three list. I would have put it earlier. But? But. But they're so cute. Gremlins 1, there's some gory scenes. When like a gremlin is put in a microwave or a blender, and, and they like blow up green or something, it's it's pretty. Intense. I literally haven't seen it since I was a kid. It terrified me. There is also, and I'm going to dance around this very carefully. I was not allowed to watch Gremlins for a long time, mm -hmm. not because it was scary, because I'd watch all sorts of scary things, because there is a discussion about Santa Claus in Gremlins that comes out of nowhere, and if you're already not prepared, this is not the way you want to learn things. Right. So that's my, my dancing around. I, I think that. this fits well in the horror category because one thing I love about horror movies, there are rules to most of these. True. Mm -hmm. And Gremlins definitely set some rules that are broken. Very yeah. clear. Now, to answer your question, Zach, this is not part of my horror movie training, but I do own it. Gremlins 2 would be more phase two. But I don't feel like you can watch Gremlins 2. The book is phase Gremlins five one. because <laughs> it goes really Does dark. It? Because yes. Gremlins 2 is much more silly. Like yeah. they basically said, oh, all the crazy stuff that happened in one, let's ramp that up a bit. So then uh, after we've established this horror movie base, we're going to go and undercut expectations with the following. The Sixth Sense, Psycho, Lady in White, Signs, Terminator, and Night of the Living Dead. Wow. Terminator kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, even though 
It's a horror film. Techno horror. Yes. I have not introduced my kids to fear robotics or cybernet or, you know, AI. It's just so that, like, when they're like, Dad, can I get a phone? Let's watch Terminator again. <laughs> You'll Terrifying. It's Skynet. Well, and the first one actually is a horror movie. It they is. became action movies after that. But the first one is this unstoppable force trying to kill this woman. It was very much was a, like a, a slasher film or a zombie yeah. film. Yeah. But it's it's a robot, and that makes it even scarier. Well, not to mention, I, as a kid, did end up watching Terminator 2 without having seen this. Uh-huh. And so I had no context for why, one of the reasons why Terminator 2 is so cool. Well, that's just it. So like, you watch Terminator so 2. I wish I had seen this They first. undercut your expectations again, which was so much fun. But yeah, we'll talk about that on a Terminator show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. so Can s- we really? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, Sixth Sense, it ends happy. A very positive feeling at the end of it. But getting there is freaky. It when, is. When you got a uh, little what's-her-bucket under the bed. What is her name? Misha Barton. Misha Barton. When she's pushing that box out every time or the when the, when the kid says, oh, in the hallway, I, so it, it freaks me out. We've mentioned Psycho quite a bit. We don't need to belabor that point, but it belongs here because it's must-see. Uh, you also have Signs, which is almost the first movie I choose to watch with someone that is less experienced with horror. Why is that? Uh, it's suspense and aliens are less scary. I find that too. I don't find aliens as scary as other things. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone I've has their lines. You have? I've seen this one. Yeah. The part on with the news broadcast. Yeah. Terrifying. In Brazil, yep. yeah. Super they, scary. Oh, oh my gosh. Whoa. And that gets you. The, the way they, that scene plays out where they're showing a news broadcast of a, a possible sighting of an alien and you're watching it and the way uh, M. Night Shyamalan builds the suspense in that part that when you finally get that release, I'm chills uh, over your whole body. Yep, I have them now. It's so a have, great moment. You have Lady in White, which is a classic 80s movie that I, I think we all watched like, as kids. But I don't feel like anyone knows it now. That, I, don't, this was, I don't know what that is. This was the, like when you go to the whole movie store. You all saw the cover. You, it was like the one PG-13 horror movie out there. They're like, we can watch this on our sleepover. Yeah. This one or Watcher in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Or The Changeling. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but Lady in White, if you don't know what that is, it's a story about a kid who gets locked in the school after hours and he sees an apparition. He sees the ghost of a little girl. He then has to try to find out what happened to her. And there are some moments in this movie, not even related to supernatural, that are terrifying. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a scarier movie, even though it's uh, for kids. Yes, but it's a very wrong place, wrong time. It's very much so. Yes. Yeah. And The Night of the Living Dead, I think that is there to build a, a zombie foundation. You need to see this before you can move on to the next level. And it does definitely undercut still your expectations. Still terrifying, yeah. by the way. Oh, still gets me. It's slow. It's yes. very slow. And I worry putting it this late in the game that the kids will be like, well, that's you know, a black Like, I've seen a zombie movie. show before. I saw Disney zombies. Yeah. These songs aren't half Even as good. Like the zombies do. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. That soundtrack plays in my house nonstop. Uh, yeah. there's, there's two movies, by the way. I don't know if you have the second soundtrack. I've seen them both. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Me I too. Don't, don't know. I actually, I'll, tell you, I'll tease my kids. And I'll say, I don't like those movies. And I'm like, they're like, why? And I'm like, because it's pro-zombie propaganda. <laughs> it <laughs> is. The whole point of the movie is that these zombies are there. And as long as they have these arm... This is a Disney movie. It's not even on the face, but <laughs> why am I talking about yeah, this? Yeah, I know. But yeah. they have these armbands that keep them from eating people. And as long as they have those on, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, but they could break at any minute and they'll have a whole zombie outbreak. Well, speaking of zombies, we're, you're going to move into some comedies now. Yes, because then we get... Once you've established your zombie foundation of building a Night of the Living Dead... Which, by the way, none of the other sequels that George A. Romero did were that good. Yeah. So that, that movie alone is a masterwork. Yes. Stop there. So then you have the funny but intense category. These are horror comedies, but definitely more phase three horror comedies. For example, Shaun of the Dead. I don't know how many times we've talked about Shaun of the Dead here on Bacon Sale. And we still will. Because this could be earlier, because it is silly, 
but you appreciate it more if you've seen other zombie movies. I feel like with horror movies, there's a bit of maturity that needs to be reached to appreciate some. So I feel like in phase three, you're probably a little bit older. Yes. You should be in teens Your comedic maturity is a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because this is a British comedy of higher ilk. Yes. Like you won't be able to get the comedy if you watch this too early Mm -hmm. and you won't get the references. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely won't. That's that's a good point. So it it fits perfectly. You do need to watch Night of the Living Dead first. There's even just a line in Shaun of the Dead where he just says, we're coming to get you, Barbara. And it's a shout out to Night of the Living Dead of coming to get you, Barbara. It's Hmm. just great stuff like that. And then you get uh, Zombieland, which is... Still really good. Yeah, Kirkland, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that thing is good. But it's it's really fun to watch. American Shaun of the Dead. Right, <laughs> yeah. Great rules as well. Yes, and I love yeah. that. The way, they, the way it plays out, the graphics, but also very bloody and very violent. Yeah. So then you get Drag Me to Hell. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Heck, I, uh, sorry, heck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drag Me to Heck. <laughs> this movie is not only very funny, but very scary. And the sight gags they use are disgusting. It It is. And... This is the one where I'm like, hey, demonic possession can be funny, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's a line we've talked about this many times where people are like, I can handle scary. I can handle slashers. But when you get to possessions or satanic mm-hmm. stuff, that's crossing the line. This one is like kind of waiting the line it's right poking, there. It's poking near the possession line, like where it's like they're having fun with it. Like it's more gypsy based. It never goes into satanic. No. Um, and so that's the thing. It is a goofy PG-13 horror comedy. But it definitely is dark. This movie hurts so good. Well, this one is Sam Raimi, right? Yes. So the director of Army of Darkness. Exactly. And Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. So if you've seen a certain scene in Spider-Man. Yeah. The tentacle scene. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you've seen Army of Darkness, you get how he handles horror and how he can make it funny. This one just goes full tilt. Yeah. Like, I do think it's one of the... Man. Okay. I was going to say it should be the test for this phase. And I'm looking at your test. And please continue. I hate to interrupt, but... No, no, interrupt all you want. I've been talking way too much. (laughs) Um, So, like, after you get to the horror comedies, the little more intense horror comedies, this is where we dip into the dark. This is where things start getting serious, and you don't really get back from it. Are you okay, Kent? Oh, not with this next one, no. Are you doing okay? No. I'm here for you. Because I Oh, you're here for me? Yeah, hold my hand. Have you seen... you realize what kind of movies I see? If you notice... Korean one, Zach. And yet you're scared of this one? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Is once you... like Before it's been like, hey, let's go to horror. Let's go to comedy. Let's go to horror. Let's go to comedy. Like light and dark, light and dark. This is like, okay, now we're going down the roller coaster here. Yes. So this is where you get Jaws. That's what I'm saying. Realistic, bloody horror. And my son was actually surprised this is not phase four. But I was like, this is phase three because... I feel like there's still a positive feeling throughout the movie, except for those certain. What scenes. age did you see Jaws? Eight. Let's see. When have when was the last time I ever went swimming? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. I watched this movie. I think I was six years old. That makes sense. Wow. I think yeah. I saw it when I was eighteen. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see I it. Till probably much later. saw it under ten. Yeah. Of course yeah. you did. And so this obviously, I mean, not just for us as kids, but it made everyone afraid of the water. This definitely cemented sharks as my greatest fear to the point where I thought sharks were in my closet swimming around waiting to eat me if I opened the closet did you door. Have an aquarium in your closet? I thought I did then. <laughs> Only when I went to sleep, the lights were off. Yeah. So yeah. Jaws is one where I feel like there's a lot of positivity and a positive message and it still ends happy, but it is darn. It's just a creature feature. Like it almost it's not sinister. It's just yeah. you're not the top of the food chain anymore. And then you go to, like, I should just read through these real quick. Yeah. So Jaws, Poltergeist, The Others, Fire in the Sky, The Mothman Prophecies, Poltergeist 2, The <laughs> Other Side, 
Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, uh-huh. and A Quiet Place. So Poltergeist was one I actually saw recently. There was a, a video on YouTube of these kids watching just clips of Poltergeist, the old one. Mm-hmm. And it was like a kid's react to Poltergeist. But they just watch these certain clips and the kids are like, that looks fake. Uh, that looks stupid. And I'm like, I want my kids to appreciate yeah, context. Because, yeah, if you're if you're watching clips of this thing, yeah, it's going to look weird when a tree starts eating a kid. Yeah. But in context, when you're watching it, you're like, this is really creepy stuff. There is an eerie presence about the Poltergeist 1 and 2. They're Both just on is. screen and off screen. Yes. I, did you, I feel it. Yeah. Even though the effects are a little bit dated, there's just something about these movies. Yeah. Now, the others is one I definitely put more in the kind of the upper phase three or like it's not as scary but it makes you think yeah well here's the thing is i actually had that earlier but the problem was because it's it's creepy and zach you this is the nicole kidman one yeah that you avoided avert your eyes zach i i want to say it was like a sixth grade party so i'm like 12 yeah so i was going to put this up in the undercutting expectations area of phase three but then i was like the premise of the story is really dark. Okay. Like when you start thinking about it, there's there's a concept in there of a parent harming their children. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little too dark for that early on. I put this movie in the same category and it's probably early phase three, but is What Lies Beneath. Yeah. Where it's which, very, did, which didn't make my phase, but... Right, but you know, it probably could have. Yeah, it could fit in here. But it's, it's just thrilling enough and you will remember it because it's a quality movie. What Lies Beneath, I, I remember saying, would you just stop scaring me for two seconds? Because <laughs> I was just tired of it. Right. It was constant. But, you know, I do enjoy it. Then you get, like, Fire in the Sky, I wanted to put on there because it's an alien abduction story. I've, I've never heard of it. And it's based on a true story. Uh-oh. And it's about the story of these guys, these loggers, I think they are, mm-hmm. uh, up and down in Arizona, Snowflake, Arizona. One of them gets abducted by an alien. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy because it is based on a true story. And there's stuff in that happens in this movie that is both terrifying. And then when you learn more about the story, it makes it kind of scary. It's like, what if? Yeah. I actually, uh, one of my companions, when I served in LDS Mission, uh, he was from that area and he knows Travis. Oh, really? Or he knew of Travis and all those guys. Uh, Travis Walton. Zach, there, this is a definitely 19... 1993. It feels like an early 90s movie. The effects are not even as good as like an X-Files episode. No. But there are flashbacks in this movie that just make you feel dirty. Like you're just scared. That sounds gross. You feel feel powerless. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this movie is so effective. Like aliens, honestly, they don't really scare me that much. But this one preyed on a fear that I was like just being held captive like that would be horrifying. All right, so why Mothman Prophecies? I know this is like another <laughs> Joel pick. I wouldn't put it in any list. This is another based on true events as well mm-hmm. because I I mean, like I said, on uh, when we were on Nicole's show talking about cryptids, I've really enjoyed the story of Mothman for a long time. Right. So to see it on the screen was so much fun for me. And then there are very, very creepy moments when the Mothman is communicating with people and the music, the way the score, the way the score plays behind the talking, it is like hearing someone tell a very good ghost story okay so it's not exactly like you know the pinnacle of cinema but i really enjoyed it and i'm like i want my kids to enjoy this one as well okay so to top off that list you have sweeney todd what <laughs> well oh, hey it's a musical oh, wait wait, don't, don't jump to that one yet because we, we still gotta talk about poltergeist to the other side one of the few times where i've included a sequel yeah uh and two movies of the same one and it's because kent kane kane so, Zach, we were goofing around with some images yeah. for Halloween, and you said, who's that person on on that image? Yeah. 
And Kent and I both kind of, I did, we weren't in the same room, but I know Kent and I just looked at each other like spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> but with a dark spirit. And just both kind of went, oh, that's Kane. Yeah, I've never, I have Can't no, explain this movie has context. no right to be as good as it is, but it's the continued story. Yeah. Poltergeist ends, and you're like, horror sequels are always bad, but you, they're like, always bad, yeah. but the family gets away and you're like, this is great, but Carol Ann, Carol Ann. seems haunted and there, and generally it's just in the house because it's Poltergeist and it was just the one house, but there is a preacher named Kane mm. who follows her. Maybe he's there. Maybe he's not. And it's daytime horror as well. Yeah, he's he's broad daylight walking around, and you're terrified as he's singing. And hymn. smiling. He sings hymns, and it's terrifying. Oh, my gosh. I got chills right now thinking of Cain. Oh, <laughs> and he comes to the front door. Anyway, but this Zach, is... Zach, this is one you'll have to watch. Okay. This, I'm letting and, you know. And uh, you, could, you could watch Poltergeist 1 and Poltergeist 2 back-to-back. Uh, I do feel like Poltergeist 2 is a little more intense than Poltergeist 1, maybe. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, they go for a few more special effects scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... Then we get into Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Demon Barber Fleet I've Street. seen this movie. Not very scary, to be honest. No. But the subject matter... Messed up. The subject matter and the... This is the Johnny Depp one. And the blood levels. And this... Uh, I shouldn't say Johnny Depp one. Tim Burton one. Uh, I mean... Are they the same person, though? The Let's same. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh or, or, Have you guys are, ever seen them in the same room? Are they Helena Bottom Carter? We don't know. <laughs> I knew it. They're all Danny Elfman. <laughs> so, uh, listen to our Tim Burton show. <laughs> Uh, no, the Sweeney Todd was one where I actually loved the musical before I ever saw the movie. Yeah, I was actually Sweeney Todd, my hipster glasses or my hipster uh, barber glasses. I don't know. Yeah, but I I was actually Sweeney Todd before the movie ever came out for Halloween because I was enthralled by the musical, but I didn't know it until I was an adult. Like I think the, the right after I got married, I discovered the musical and was amazed by it. Right, it's a great musical, and I do think the kids once again need to set musicals can be scary. Yeah. But, Other than Disney zombies, which we've talked about. But if you don't know Sweeney Todd or the story, it's very kind of, like I said, the material is much more adult when you realize what's happening and what they're putting in those meat pies. Mm-hmm. This is one where... Silent Z- Green. Zach, another thing, I think you would be a fantastic Sweeney Todd. Oh, that's not true, but thank you. I think you would be. Like, I was I was just thinking about, like, who could play it, and I was like, Zach could play no, that role. We don't nice. have a bracket show going on. I'm too mean. Quit kissing up. I I'm too to. nice. <laughs> I think Sweeney Todd's great. Um, have you seen the, uh, like, the stage version? Yeah, has Angela Lansbury? Yes. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's very well done as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little longer, and there's yes. actually... Uh, maybe some objectionable content in it that they actually cut out for the movie, but that might be one to consider as well if you're going down that path. Definitely. I mean, if you want to see the stage production of it, and, I th- and there's no blood in the no, stage they do production. like little red ribbons. Yeah, it's more like that. Creative. It's very stylized. And then we have a quiet place. Uh, we, this isn't the test, but a quiet place is what a newcomer to the list. But maybe maybe the most modern one I have on there. But I think it is so very intense. Once again, extraterrestrials because I. I I felt like they were underrepresented on my list, and so I wanted to put it all in there. And I think Quiet Place is a fantastic film. This is another science for me. Yeah. This is like, oh, you don't like scary movies? How's the, how's the suspense for you? Yeah. Like, let's try this one. It won't stay with you. I don't know. I try not to make... I, my, I, my kids have not spoken since this movie came out. Perfect. I gotta keep... Wow. Make all kids watch you A Quiet win. Place. <laughs> <laughs> but then we move us into the phase four test, the final phase, which is phase four. And, well, the test to see if they can go to phase four. And I actually chose the original 1990 miniseries, It. Part one? I'm actually having to watch the whole thing because... Is this coming from, like, your experience as a kid? Totally. Okay. Totally. I never saw this as a kid. Are you afraid of clowns? No. See, Kent, I have a theory. And this theory is based on the fact that kids who watched It are the generation that's terrified of clowns. Yeah. The kids who did not watch It 
are not afraid of clowns. The scariest clowns I ever saw were in like Pee Wee. You're really not afraid of clowns? There's no. clowns in Pee Wee? I think so, aren't there? Did you see the modern It? The um, 2017, 2019 one? Yeah. Not scary? It's fine. I didn't think they were that scary either. Well, but, granted, he was like purposely... But that wasn't about a clown CG. per se. It was like this... It was all the other things that were happening. I don't know. Well, that's, I never but that's his movie, but with Tim Curry as a standard, a very traditional looking clown. Can I tell you a, a story quick? Yeah. <laughs> Can I talk on <laughs> yeah, yeah. the show I've only been talking <laughs> on? the Joel on, show. Go on. the Joel show. It terrified me. The, when I watched the first half of it, I was about 10 years old. Same. And I threw up after it was done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had eaten, I, and I just, I, I don't know if it was the food or the movie, but I. Probably both. I threw up. And so my parents told me I could not watch the second half. When it came out the next week, next Sunday, I think yeah. it was. I still snuck in and watched part of yeah, it. Yeah, of course you did. But and then you were when, still I watched, when I watched when I watched the whole thing though, I was kinda of disappointed. But it terrified me. And so I had built it up in my mind as the scariest thing. And it's still when I watch it today, I still get those childhood fears like seeping in like through my shoulders down to my chest and then clenching my I heart. can't look at a clothesline without seeing clothes move and seeing Pennywise in them. It. So I was like, Okay, honey. I know you don't like horror to my wife. I should clarify. Oh, not to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I should have made eye contact with you when I said that. So I I was talking to my wife and I said, okay, darling, I know, I know you're not a fan of horror, but I'm going to show you this trauma from my childhood. I borrowed, I borrowed the DVDs from my brother. And so we're going to watch this and I'm going to show you Stephen King's it. She thought it was absolutely stupid. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Not, when you see it older, not scared at all. I don't find it scary in the slightest. Yeah. So you'd put that like in a phase two kind of level. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're walking through some marshy area on the side of town, and a clown from far away is waving at you and holding balloons. Hey, That's it, not hey, scary. Hey, is that Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror? Cool. That's scary too. That would be scary too. No, I'd be for in. different reasons. It's cool. Just the feeling of being watched in that town of Derry. Well, like where they're all victims, like and as a kid, I guess maybe because we saw it when we were. We 10. saw it as kid. I I saw yes. it when I knew what a TV movie was, and I feel like I I agree that I think this needs to be shown at an early age if you want it to be scary. Yeah, but I think even as adult, you can watch this, and it's good horror movie training because you are able to say, "Well, that's not that bad." Yeah, and then you're able to overcome oh, fear. But of this. I, I will give you this: there are undeniably creepy things about it. I just yeah. think it's kind yeah. of a yeah. mediocre like movie. Oh wow! But I mean, that part I mean, one, yeah, yeah. And maybe they knew their sweet spot. They're like, hey, everyone who's a kid these days, they're going to be terrified about this for the rest of their lives. True. So when, True. when they make the remake, they'll be pretty disappointed. <laughs> I remember going swimming the day after this movie came out. And being terrified of the drains in the pool, knowing that Pennywise was probably waiting to grab my head. I used to put a washcloth over my parents' shower drain because it looked too similar to the one in the show. Yep. Because I didn't want clown eyes poking up at me. So wow. Okay, so you want your kids to be terrified of Pennywise. Well, but I want them to have the foundation first. But yeah, I, I think that's a healthy fear to have a fear of Pennywise the clown. And men dressing up as clowns. It's kind of weird. There's some nice clowns out there, I'm sure. Are there... I haven't met any, but I'm sure they're out there. If you're somewhere. a clown listener. <laughs> so these, I mean, mostly what I'm looking at in phase three, I mean, these are where you start to get into, you know, like cla- more horror. classic, traditional yeah. not stuff like um, I, I was I was reminded of the 1999 mummy. Would you would you put that in phase three? I actually feel that's more action comedy than so it's like a phase two. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Because I, I never I didn't find those scary. In fact, I was bugged. Yeah. By the t- so many bugs <laughs> in the movie. I was bugged because I, when I went to the movie, I was thinking, oh, mummy, going to be scary. Yeah. And then I have Brendan, Brendan Fraser holding up a cat and go, looky, looky what I got. And then the mummy flies away. And I'm like, he's so handsome in that movie, though. He's very handsome. Yeah. 
And Rachel Weisz, too. Oh, man. Yeah. She's so handsome in that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so I need to stop <laughs> and before Benny Phase 4. so handsome in that movie. Like, we're talking about some TV movies, but mostly... Uh, feature films. Yes. You haven't talked about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. You haven't talked about Twilight Zone. No. Is there a time in your education for kids or people that don't like horror necessarily where you would tell them to explore books, well, audiobooks, my kids, plays? My kids, when they're in phase two, they can read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's kind of where I put those books there. Mm-hmm. I, will, I actually will read them some before that. Like I'll get out the book and read yeah. it, but they can actually have the books and read them once they pass phase one of horror movie training. So my daughter is 11 and she's just barely getting into scary stories to tell in the dark, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I, yeah. It was like my she proudest moment. She really likes them. Oh, good. And she'll like read them with her friends. And I'm like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> this is where memories start. And she unfortunately left my book on her bed. And my seven-year-old saw the cover, which is the deteriorated woman uh, from the Haunted House story. Yes. And I'm like, I am so sorry. It was too early for you to see something that gross. Yeah. We were reading those books. We've talked about this on a whole show. Yeah. We were reading those books in elementary. Yes. You could order them in the catalog. Uh, my daughter was reading Fable Haven, and there were some scary parts in that book. Yep. And she actually was like, Dad, can you cuddle with me tonight? I read a part, and I'm like, in Fable Haven? Yeah. She's like, yeah, it was really scary. And I'm like, okay. With the revenant with the nail in his neck? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just enough. And I just want to stop here real quick. Kids are watching scary stuff more probably on YouTube Yes. Uh, with like, I'm making brownies at 3 a.m. And they're teaching them scary stuff. They may see scary s- characters in Roblox or Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of horror education about Pennywise may be coming from. Yeah, rather my kids than know all about these. Samara. Why do my kids know about Samara? I kid you not. My four-year-old daughter got out of the bath today. Mm-hmm. And she was she was, came out of the bathroom and with like this towel in her head. But she just goes, I'm Chucky. <laughs> and I went, excuse me. I actually stopped what I was doing. I said, excuse me. How do you know who Chucky is? Because I have not shown that to any of my kids yet. Yeah. And she said, oh, uh, the other one of my other daughters told me about it, like the eight-year-old. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, she thinks it's funny. I'm like, how do you know about Chucky? I don't know where they're learning about this. Well, I get it. I think it also comes from school, too, because I remember hearing about Chucky yeah. and having no clue for years what movie that character was even from. Yeah. So... You start to learn about the characters, especially in, in it seems phase four. This is where you get like your your iconic characters yes. of horror. So phase four, this is where things bread and butter. So so phase one was things are gonna be okay. Phase two is things are probably gonna be okay. Phase three is things are probably not gonna be okay. And phase four is no, things aren't gonna I be am okay. Not okay. No. Nope. This is not gonna be okay. To the characters in the movie. I should clarify, that's what I mean by those. In the first part of phase four, I give you psychological horror, which includes The Grudge, The Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, Misery, and The Shining. When you say psychological, do you mean it will mess with you? Because a lot of this really is supernatural. It is, but it's also, it it messes with you. Meaning, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, The Grudge, it's a popcorn flick. It's, It's scary popcorn, but it's the presence of being stalked. There's very little blood in this movie at all, but you're being stalked. It's a curse. You enter a house and you're You're done for. Uh, Blair Witch Project, the first and best found footage horror movie out there. You never actually see anything, but it's terrifying. That ending. Oh. Uh, Paramount Activity, will they be scared or bored? I don't know, but a lot of it is the anticipation and what could happen rather than what happens on the screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, misery. <laughs> that scene. But that, that, that scene, scene is just one part. The rest of the, the thing is her being so nice to him, and yet her brain is going, she's being nice, but she's not nice. Yeah, get out of there. Mac, Zach, are you familiar with all these, by the way? Uh, misery is Kathy Bates and James Caan. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, uh, he's an author. Yeah. He uh, gets into a car accident, and the person that saves him is his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And she takes 
good, good care of him because she's his biggest fan. But then she, he's not well, and and then he gets well, and she makes him unwell, so he stays. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, she wants him there. I, I've I've heard of it. I know about it, but I've never seen. Yeah. It. And then The Shining. I personally don't even think I, I don't like it that much, but it's a horror essential. See, I I watched this movie uh, and I found it. Like I, I wasn't in the right mindset or something. I found it boring. Yeah. And then I saw the iconic scenes and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Try, try if you, you never like liked this one. This one I really like this one. If you never cared for this one, you've only seen it once. Watch it a different time in your life. Yeah. Or a different I, I, I'd be willing to watch it again. I think I might appreciate it more now. Different mindset. Like I'm not saying watch this so it can scare you, but it can really be quite disturbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the history behind this is is great as well. Okay, but what I want to know, like, since you have The Shining here, this this is really, this is dark stuff. Like, what yeah. age? And, like, we've talked about kids. We've talked about people that don't really watch scary movies. What age or how many years into this phase thing would people have to go to to watch a movie like The Shining? It really depends. Like, how many you're going to be able to watch in a calendar year and you, the maturity yeah. level of your children? Your oldest kid right now, how old do you want them to be before you watch this movie with well, them? Well, we will be watching it edited as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to pull out some of the more... Uh, Disturbing elements, sure. Uh, shall we say? But I feel like this one, if you're in your teens, like 14, 15, Ooh. I think, well, honestly, The Shining. My, no, my plan is to have my kids being able to watch phase four movies if they want to by about 14, 15. Edited phase four movies. Edited phase four movies. So it turns them into PG. And you want to be the one to watch this well, with them? Ba- basically, I just pull up, I pull out the, the, the F words and the nudity. That's basically what I pull out of the whole oh, okay. In life. Yeah. In life. Yeah. In life, yeah. too. Yeah. I noticed the grudge is sh- on here. I shower with all my clothes on. <laughs> I noticed the grudge is on here, but not the ring. It will get there. Okay. So uh, that's psychological horror. Then we're going to get into body horror. Not my favorite genre of horror, body horror, but I picked some ones that I really like that are kind of that. So you have An American Werewolf in London, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, Alien, 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 Zack Snyder remake, and The Thing, 1982. I had to put all these caveats on because they've remade so many of these. Yeah. Such good choices. I don't even know where to start. Although I didn't watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers until I was in my late 20s. Really? Still messed Still up. Still effective? Still so effective. Because as a kid, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is about a alien pods mm-hmm. that come down to Earth. And if they're anywhere near you when you sleep, they will basically s- turn into you and then destroy your body. Right. So these pod people are all walking around and they're emotionless lookalikes. And they slowly start just kind of taking over the whole city and the whole world. Oh, it's so good. It's it's horrifying to see. American Werewolf in London, by the way, is a comedy, but it's a the, the humor is not ha-ha funny comedy. It's a very dark comedy where mm-hmm. okay. you get humor out of seeing this rotting corpse ghost uh, talking like his best friend. It and is just, weird. It, it shouldn't fit, but it does. Yeah. Would you put the fly in this category as well? Body horror would definitely be the fly. Yeah. Uh, because that's one where I, it actually, that should be on somewhere on the list too, maybe, because it's that's one of those gross. iconic. Oh, it is. And I actually, I like the old one. Mm-hmm. It's very campy. Right. But there's the scene near the end, the help me scene of the old one is also very creepy. So much like you have Terminator in phase three, you saved Alien till phase four. Why? Because it is body horror. Because that scene, and everyone kind of knows it. You don't know when it's coming, uh, maybe, but you know it. When the alien bursts out of the guy's chest, out of Ollivander's chest. Uh, was that John Hurt? Yeah, that is John Hurt. Yeah, it is. It shows him, it, so it's okay. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the alien shows you. Jeez. That scene alone 
put it in here because it is so horrifying to see a human being destroyed in that way. Yes. And then the rest of the movie is this creature just stalking yeah, these people peril. on the ship. It's scary. It is, and maybe Aliens, the second one, gets a little more action Kind of like Terminator 2. Kind of, yeah. But this one definitely is just, it's horror. In space. Uh, <laughs> a couple you, zombie movies. A couple zombie movies because you need the fast and freaky zombies. Because I, I, I told my son this, I find fast zombies are freaky, slow zombies are creepy. Yes. Like, they both have their place. And I feel like uh, 20 Days Later and the Dawn of the Dead are great entries in the zombie empire. But This is most, the one with Sandra Bullock? Yes, that's the one. If she stops drinking and turns into a zombie. <laughs> oh, that's right. Alan Tudyk. But zombie movies, by nature, are probably mostly phase four because they are very usually gory and bloody and terrifying. When eating people is involved, that's phase Cannibalism four. Cannibalism usually goes around phase sure. four. Sure. Yeah. Well, Sweeney Todd made it into phase three. So. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah. Hey, cooked human flesh. That's phase three. Raw <laughs> human flesh, phase four. And there's no there's singing that, in this one, right? There's scene with the truck. Uh, they kind of get cooked. But <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's phase three anyway. If it's a musical. <laughs> and then once you've got this far, and th this is where I feel like maybe we did it a little backwards, Kent. Uh, after you've done, you've built up all these movies in the past, you go to phase four, you get to the classic the slashers. Yep. This is the one you see Freddy, Jason, uh, Chucky, uh, like all those types. And so here I have Halloween, 1978, uh, Friday the 13th, 1980, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, Child's Play, and Scream, so like and Cabin in the Woods. And granted, some of these aren't very good movies. Friday the 13th and Child's Play, not super great. I don't actually know. Like, I, I put Friday the 13th on there, but the original Friday the 13th doesn't even have Jason in it. But I don't have a good enough knowledge of the rest of the franchise to choose one of those specific yeah. ones as, like, the one to watch. Not to mention Friday the 13th. Well, in a lot of these, but especially Friday the 13th starts to get into promiscuity. Yes, very much so. So, yeah. well, well, so I think first, I think by the time you've watched all these movies and you've aged, you're, old you're enough educated to, enough that. to know about promiscuity. About yes. Yes. summer camp. We've, we've yes. had to talk with our kids with these two kids already, so they know. But <laughs> in Halloween, I mean, that kind of kicked off the slasher genre. Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, definitely the best one of the franchise, and I, I, I actually like that movie just alone. It could have been alone, its own movie, and I've been fine. Why did we watch these movies so young? I don't know. I don't know, Kent. Both both edited on TV? Yeah. And unedited as well. Wow. I didn't see it unedited. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some messed up stuff in Nightmare on Elm Street for sure. And Halloween. Yeah. Although the 1978's Halloween is surprisingly tame by today's standards. There's some naughty stuff in there. But surprise I mean, yeah, but even right. the violence is like surprisingly tame. Uh Child's Play, I actually don't like. But I do feel like Chucky is one of those characters you it's need an to icon. know. Even though I just don't get how, why he's scary. Like, it's a doll, okay? It's a, it's a doll that comes to life, and you could kick it across Infused the room. Infused with the fine. soul of a serial killer. You can tie it up with silly string. Like, it's just, it's a doll, <laughs> man. It's a doll. But I felt like they need to see it. And then, I once again, Scream probably could have gone up in horror, like, a little earlier. But you won't appreciate you it. Won't. Unless you've seen all the slasher fix. Not all of them, but, like, the, have a basis of slasher yeah. flicks that came before it. And much like that satire. Cabin in the Woods. You have to see everything previous in order to enjoy it. Because you can enjoy Cabin in the Woods. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, Thor goes to a cabin. Uh, it is Chris Hemsworth. But they go to a cabin and just weird things start happening. But they play with the horror tropes so much that you need to know them to really appreciate it. You them. actually need to really enjoy horror as a genre to feel like a participant in this movie. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. 
Like, yeah. It's very well received. I was actually disappointed the first time I saw it because of the ending. Not not the climax before the ending, because mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yeah. But the ending kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. But it's since warmed on me. And now I'm like, you know what? I like Zach, this. Zach, you cannot watch this movie yet. You have so many more movies to watch. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get it. And then to round it off, and like I said, this is very much a me, me, me list. But it's my personal scariest movies that I've saved for last in phase four. It's The Changeling, The Conjuring, and The Ring. Accurate. Wow. Have you seen any of these, Zach? I've seen The Ring. Oh, yeah, you did. With yeah. the trifecta of horror. I found The Grudge scarier. What? Than The Ring? Yeah. What? Why the Grudge? I, I still I don't remember really anything about The Ring other than the tape. Uh, Isn't that from The Grudge? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's terrifying. And and I've seen this. I've seen a Grudge sequel. Are there sequels to that? Yeah. Yes. And I've seen Horrible the... Horrible ones. Where does it come from originally? Korea? Yeah. Uh, Japan. Japan. Japan? I've seen yeah, the, the Japan, well, where I guess the original. Yeah. Ringo. Those movies all, like, I didn't find The Ring that, that scary. Which is, I, I don't know if my kids will either, because The Ring, when I first saw it, terrified me. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was just re- finally reacting to Kent's sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was one of those movies where I was so terrified that, that I had to watch it again and figure it out. And then I watched it again. I did a like an eight-page paper on it in college and kind mm-hmm. of dissected a scene and talked about why it was scary. Was it the closet scene where you should have seen her no, face? No, it was, the, it was the daytime scare that happened. I was like, oh, why yeah. is it scary? Why? Like, anyway, but uh, and so I've dissected this movie so much that it has lost a little bit of the scare to me, but I love showing it to people. I'm sorry. Uh, with that video, the secret videotape that they have, yes. the effect that that creates is just icky. The, the, I mean, no, the, when they show the tape, the actual ring tape, mm-hmm. and it's just these abstract images with these bizarre sounds happening, mm-hmm. I'm um, that is so well crafted because it is, like you said, it so shouldn't unsettling. exist. And then you watch it, you're like, I do feel like I've been cursed. Yes. Um, and so, like, the, and the changeling is one, once again, it, some people find it boring, but to me, it was very, very mm-hmm. terrifying. It just is and terrifying. The Conjuring is one of the scariest movies I've seen since The Ring. And Probably. it's it's interesting because it's such a traditional scary movie. Very much so. Yeah, it's it's very much the Conjuring is is really one of those kind of haunted house stories and where it's like something happened. It even interjects humor in there. Yeah, but, but you still. But you also have in the Conjuring you have the the emotional core of Ed and Lorraine Warren mm-hmm. who kind of keep you hopeful. Yes. I guess. And so that's the thing is it, this all kind of builds up to these three movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my children are going to be at what what is going to scare my children because. Yeah. People get scared by different things. I might have been more scared of The Ring if it was a Blu-ray. <laughs> 4K Ultra? Instead of a VHS? It's like, you can barely see what's happening there. The quality's so low. Oh, my I mean, goodness. I'm worried that by the time my kids see this, they'll be like, what's that black box she's pushing into the other black box? <laughs> I'll be like, that's a VHS. T- <laughs> that's VCR. a t- oh, Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So you've given us four phases. Four phases. Tell me about Joel. Is there phase five? Yeah. What about phase five? What about phase is six? Phase, is phase five the movies that you like? You don't want to watch with your parents? Yes. <laughs> so I don't have these officially, but there are phase five movies out there, which I, I I've kind of nicknamed a phase five. But it's like you know what? I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna like say here, kids. I'm going to show this to you. But then I'll be like, you know Come, what? Sit if, down. Watch. If you watch it on your own, we'll have a very good discussion about. Like it. Like we've talked about this. Zach, didn't you watch seven? Yeah. Independently yeah. of your parents. And yeah. then you talked about it after. I can't imagine watching that with my folks. No. 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 
Or Silence of the Lambs, like you brought at the beginning of the Silence show. Silence of the Lambs, great movie. I don't uh, want to watch it with my Hereditary, parents. The Witch. Yeah. yeah. These are movies you would never watch with your parents. Well, welcome to Pizza Movie Night. Tonight, we're watching Hostel. Oh, no. <laughs> right. See, that, that's the thing. Is like, there's, there's certain genres. Th- there's ones that I would, wouldn't show to my kids, but I think maybe they, if they want to watch them, they should. But there's other ones where I'm just like, no, don't even waste your time with that stuff. Would you t- yeah, I was going to ask, would you tell your kids to not watch certain movies? I would say that I chose not to watch certain things. Um, and I think that's why this education works, because you realize what scares you, yes. what doesn't, and where your line is. Well, and, and much like education, you know, if you've graduated from this program, you're now prepared, you know what you like, know what you don't, and you get a flavor of a lot of different things. You talked about, you know, possessions and, and body horror and stuff like that. There's horror a, comedy, right? A horror comedy. There's a mix. Yeah. So you can be more prepared to go forth and, you know, say, oh, I think that's something I would like because I have context. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to give my kids context so that they can appreciate the references later on or so that they can have these type of weird conversations or listen to this episode and, and understand half of what we were talking about as we blew through 80 movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, so, by the way. Oh, thank you. It was, it was a lot of me talking. I apologize, listener, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, because they care. It's yeah. it, especially those that aren't are big fans of horror. I, I do want to ask you. They've just already to, tuned out this month. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. But I do want to ask you just to, you know, look at the list, uh, look at the phases. We're going to post them on baconcell.com and just see what you think, because, you know, like I said, this is for me, but this maybe will inspire you if you're a fan of horror to create your own horror movie training list so that you can help others around you get into the pool of horror with us. Join us. Join us. Join us. Zach, I also have a challenge for you. Oh, yes. Okay. I've been challenged. Zach. Yeah. Will you oh, no. watch at least 10 okay. phase one horror movies this Halloween season? 10 movies. That's 10 horror movies. I think movies. he could handle some what, phase Which phases? What phase is on? I'm start with phase one. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I, I've seen most of these. Have well, you? I'm not the classics. I haven't seen the classics, but. That's what I'm asking. And Mr. Boogity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel yeah. pretty confident that, that I, I could consume all of these. I at least know about them. I don't. There's nothing on the phase one that that I think would be, you know, a problem. You, so then, can I can I amend the challenge then? Yeah, Zach, can you finish off what you haven't seen in phase one horror movie training I, by the end of Halloween season? Bacon cell. Absolutely, but I will go ahead and grab a couple from uh, the other phases. So. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Okay. I will because I didn't know who that one guy but was. Don't don't jump into the deep end. Oh no no no! I'm not maybe not. I want you. Four. I want you to enjoy yourself. Yes. So I'd say I'd say you sound like you have seen some in phase two. So I'd say finish off phase one. If you have extras, jump to okay. phase two or two. Okay, I'll start working through it. Okay, so Zach, we're gonna shake on this. Well, okay. we can't shake on this because we're gonna you know, we're gonna we're gonna wait. Uh, air finger boop. Air shake. You will finish off any that you haven't seen in phase one. Yes. Okay. I agree. So that. will I because I haven't seen a lot of those classics yeah. either. Nose for by the end by the end of Halloween deal. Airshake. Yes. <laughs> I've got two people at least watching it. And like I said, Kent, I think you should watch these with your kids. Yeah, and I will. Because that is what makes it enjoyable is seeing someone else kind of actually get into the movie. Because they're no, not going to be scared. And that's why I love this show is because we've you, talked about this some list. some terrible, horrible Korean things. Absolutely. <laughs> we've talked about this list for years and years. And I'm sitting there with my kids like, what could we watch? And I'm like, even some of the Harry Potter movies are a little bit scary. I need to take it back a, a couple steps. Yeah. And there are there are some scary parts here, and you're yeah, I'm not responsible for any children that may be scarred by what happens in some of these movies, but they're um, fun to watch with parents. I just want you to know that my four year old a couple of years ago was summoning Bloody Mary in the mirror. I do recall and that. drawing pictures with girls with bloody eyes. So she's reformed now. Wow. <laughs> so maybe she's okay to watch Garfield. <laughs> I, we'll see. It still messes me up. And, and I do want to also say uh, most of these you can find really easy on like Amazon Prime to rent yeah. or. Uh, on uh, Netflix, 
your local library. Definitely the library. Some you can find, oh, definitely the library. You're going to find almost all of these at the library. And uh, well, I shouldn't say that, but I've found most of the... Most oh, of you're the ones not going to vouch for the local library, Well, Joel? I've just found most of the ones I've needed at the library. Yes. And then uh, also uh, YouTube randomly. A lot of these older ones, especially, they're public domain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can find them on YouTube. So. No, but thank you, Joel. I mean, we've teased this idea for so long, and I know people wanted the actual full list. So once again... We'll provide the link to get this full list and you can pick and choose or just start from the beginning. Yeah, wherever you want. It's all up to you. Awesome. I love October. This is the best. I guess I will soon. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons. I love you, patrons. Yep, that's it. We're all going to say. No, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Including the I Am The Listener tier, which includes Babs, Jennifer Kukowski, Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, Braden Winterton, Kyler Loves Bacon Sale, Alicia Bass, Crew Dutler, Adrian Gray, Terry Finley, Sean Sanquist. And then we have the Bacon Council, which includes Brian Madsen, Matt's, ah, Jessica Terry, Stephen Ross, Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Hill, Ryan Farron, and Reverse Listener. Thank you for being patrons. We love you. And don't forget, look for our social post for Select Your Scary. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. Or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midwell Performing Arts Center. Except for right now, they're doing Whoa. it. I went to autopilot you there. Back. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing live shows on Facebook. Check them out. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you want to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. More importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on Twitter, Instagram, and make sure you like the Facebook page so you can get in on this contest. And if you want to rep some Bacon Sale merch, you can go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale and get yourself a t-shirt. tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And then if you want to support the show further, which by the way, just listening honestly does support the show. Listening, tell your friends. But if you want to support the show further, patreon.com slash bacon sale is the place to go. Support starts at just $3 a month where you can listen to bacon bits sometimes. You can get uh, video reviews uh, you can get cool wallpapers. There's all sorts of fun content there. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, sweet dreams, children. Tomorrow we're going to help Brad Pitt find out what's in the box. It's October. That's the face that Jake used to make. <laughs> Pick your poltergeist. You can choose any one of the three poltergeist, four poltergeist movies. There was a remake. Get that one. Get that one because no one's buying it. And I had a lot of stock in that one. Oh, that pizza. That one mushy pizza. <laughs> Side effects may include. Cinnamon grits. <laughs> Queenie, we got grits. Oh, hate them. Hey, Queenie. Oh, hate them. Get out here. <laughs> Bring your umbrella, though. They got grits. What hat am I wearing tonight? <laughs> your fancy one. Oh, I like my fancy grits. That's yeah. all my fancy ones. You are a big, tall drink today, Zach. She don't like some movies. <laughs> I don't know. Are you calling us out, Dunn? A little bit. Desensitize me, Joel. Yeah. Concept. So scare them with Michael Jackson's face. Because I've heard Gerard Butler's voice. Oh, boy. It's pretty terrifying. terrifying. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. But it teaches you that death can be funny. Was it the lady gremlin it. or was it the spider gremlin? All spider gremlin. By the way, cuddling makes movies less scary. 72% less. I think I add creepiness when cuddling. 1990 hit and everyone's like, spiders are freaky. Hey, demonic possession can be funny, right? You realize what kind of movies like, I see? If you notice Korean ones, Zach. And yet you're scared of this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to look weird when a tree starts eating a kid. Would you just stop scaring me for two seconds? I know Kent and I just looked at each other like spiritually. <laughs> but with a dark spirit. I- 
it chose him, it, so it's okay. Hey, cooked human flesh, that's phase three. Raw <laughs> human flesh, phase four. When a slasher and a victim love each other very much. <laughs> Welcome to Pizza Movie Night. Tonight, we're watching Hostel. In my opinion, you can't have too much, Joel. Aww. Ooh, ah! <laughs> Go away! <laughs>